And again, I said rejoice. Um, if you have your Bible, I want to call your prayerful attention to John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verses 1 to 10. John chapter 20, verses 1 to 10. John chapter 20, verses 1 to 10. I'm going to read from the New King James Version this um, today. Um, if you're able to stand, would you please stand for the reverence of the reading of the Word of God. Hear now the Word of God. Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the, disciple, the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet it did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb and he saw the linen cloths lying there and the handkerchiefs that had been around his head lying with the linen cloths, but folded together and placed by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw... And believed, for as yet as they did not, um, yet they did not know the scripture that that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. The word of God for the people of God. Would you bow and pray with me, Father? We thank you for on such special occasion as this that we who are alive through you are able to set this time apart to come to celebrate your resurrection. Father, we know that you've, um, you've resurrected some 2,000 years ago, but it is still good news to us that we're able to set this time apart to celebrate you. So Lord, I pray that if there's any dead spirit in this place, that they be risen. If there's anybody who do not know you, may they not leave this place without hearing the good news from the tomb. Speak to our hearts. Encourage us, for we are listening. Do I have studied, but I need your help. Do I have prepared, I need your strength. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Mold me, shape me, so that the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, be acceptable to your sight. O oh Lord, my work, my Savior, and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus and my pray. And just say amen. Come on, say amen one more time. Amen. Uh, you may be seated. I want to preach today from the subject, the best news ever, from an empty tomb. The best news ever from an empty tomb. There's a quote that says, the best news the world has ever, um, has ever had came from a cemetery in New Jerusalem. And it's simply that the tomb is empty. See, see that may not mean much to anybody, 
but it is the best news ever. Um, some people get their news from TikTok. Some people get their news from Reels. Some people get the news from Instagram. If you above 40, you get your news from Facebook. Or if you're Haitian, you get your news from WhatsApp. There you go. Yo, yo, with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Church is alive. Amen. But, but, but the reality of it is this. Whether you read the news on Google News or CNN.com or Fox News, whatever, or, or on political or whatever it is, you get news. And, and, and I'll tell you, for some people today, if I were to tell you, if I were to declare, if I were to take my Joe Biden executive pen and says, I declare that the gasoline is going to be 99 cents, you'll be like, that's the best news ever. Because some of you may feel that you are hurting at the pump. Or if I were to say that you get a raise, or if I were to emit an Oprah, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. You'll be like, that's the best news ever. Some of you may say, well, if I were to say, you know what, I got the perfect boo or bay for you, and I'm going to pay for the wedding of your choice. You'll be like, oh my goodness, Pastor Perry. You would say all those things. For, for a kid, if your parents cook your favorite meal, you could say, that's the best news ever. Right? And, and, and you know how we are. We know different from our kids. They use the superlative for no reason. Everything is always either nothing or all of it. You've never. Oh. But, but see, that's how we are as a people. But see, all those news, all those type of news you may receive, these are temporary because they won't last. I mean, how many people go to the doctor's office and they say, oh, you're in good health. This month, and next month, they find a cancer that you didn't, you didn't know you had. You, you know, and, and, and people, we are accustomed to bad news. And, and that's why, if, if you watch the news, and, and I remember um, I was in Pittsburgh, and I was working at Children's Hospital, one of the anchors from the local news came to the hospital, and, 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 and she said, and I said, why does the news always close with some woman for this, for this story? And she said it's because they want to leave people on a positive note. Because the news in and of itself is bad news. Anything being reported is considered to be bad news. So we are so bombarded by bad news, so then therefore you would find like somebody rescue a cat. Somebody rescue a dog or whatever it is because they want to leave something fuzzy, something warm, so that you feel good about yourself because they want to leave some kind of piece of good news. Can I tell you something? You don't have to wait for this fuzzy, warm story to know about good news. I got good news for you on Easter Sunday that Jesus is alive and that's all the good news that you need. And so how is it that Pastor Perry said the best news the world has ever come to hear come from an empty tomb. Yes, indeed, that's the best news because that news changed the trajectory of your life and my life. That news changed the trajectory of the world. That news changed the reality because no matter what the news is, this news that the tomb is empty is something you can take to the bank and you can count on it. You can live your life based on that because that news is never going to be bad. It's good news, y'all. Good news that Jesus is no longer there. Jesus is no longer at the tomb. And, and for you to understand this, you have to understand what happened. So, so, so Jesus came on earth for my sins and your sins. 
I, I, I like to tell my kids this. When you give your life to Jesus, your sins of past, present, and future are taken care of. So Jesus came because, see, the, the way the Old Testament system worked, something had to, ble- had to bleed and other for sin to be atoned. So an animal had to be killed. Since Adam and Eve sinned, an animal must be killed for sin to be atoned. And Jesus, well, look, look, animals after animals, it, people still kept on sinning, and that only temporary, because every year somebody got to kill something, blood must be shed. And so, so God, God, and the, and the, and the triune council, and God, God said from the beginning of time in Genesis 3.15 that, that for sin to be remedied, Jesus had to come down. Jesus had to come down because the only way for sin to be satisfied, God's wrath, is for the perfect sacrifice to take place. But, but see, that's not enough. In other words, Good Friday is not enough. Good Friday would be just Good Friday if Jesus stayed in the tomb. See, 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 for, for, for the Muslim, <laughs> Muhammad is still in the tomb. For, 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 the, for the people who follow Confucius, he's still in the tomb. For the people who follow Buddha, he's still in the tomb. As a matter of fact, whoo, as a matter of fact, in 1981, they found one of Buddha's finger that was sent to the emperor. And you know, people still go and worship that finger. You missed that. See, you worshiping an empty tomb. Your worship is based on the fact that the tomb is empty. While other people must find something, do something, climb to something. But no, no, all you cling on to is the fact that the tomb is empty. Best news ever. Best news ever. I'm getting excited, but let, 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 me, let me teach you in the text real quick. See, see, in the text that we have before us, right? So, so Jesus had died, and, and now, mind you now, the tomb that Jesus died in wasn't Jesus' tomb. It, 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 was, it was Joseph of, 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 of my fear. And, 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 and Joseph and Nicodemus, they took Jesus' body and put it in the tomb. So, which means that if you understand Eastern custom, there are certain things that was done in a rush that you need to do with the body so it doesn't decay right away. So that they put it there because Sabbath was coming, Friday night. Sabbath is coming, sundown Sabbath. And so you can't do no work. So they put it there and... To make sure, because of the rumors, because Jesus said he was going to be risen. To make sure that none of Jesus' disciples play hockey duck, they put a big old stone. I mean, I'm talking about like a big old stone. And not only that they had guards guarding the stone. In other words, Jesus' disciples could not come and took the body and fake his resurrection. You, you, you know how fake news Fake everything. Well, well, they make sure fake news would not be able to give a report on this one. I mean, they got guards guarding the tomb. And they put a stone that Dave, Clevens, and I, and Eli cannot wall away. Even the big boys, you know, cannot wall it away. They, they, the, the guys with big muscles, we can't. That stone is a big stone. So now, with that being guarded, so Friday night, Jesus is there. Whole day Saturday, Jesus is there. 
the whole night Saturday Jesus is there but early Sunday morning early Sunday morning an earthquake took place and when that earthquake took place fake news could not report it because now the stone wall away due to the earthquake watch this watch this I'm gonna get in the text in a minute the stone wall away and Jesus left the cloth that he was covered with. You have to remember, y'all new age generation, y'all don't know church anymore, but Lazarus, when Lazarus came out, he was still in the cloth. Jesus told Lazarus, come out. Lazarus was still in the cloth. But Jesus, his cloth, stay exactly how they were. Okay, well, well y'all don't believe me. Watch it with me in the text. Watch the first thing I want to highlight to you, Mary's report. The text says, Mary Magdalene went early to the tomb. Now, now you, you got to understand who Mary was. Mary was the one that Jesus took seven demons out of her. She was the last one at Jesus' uh, uh, um, cross. So, so, so early, she and the other woman, the other gospels give you the account, the other women were there with Mary. So, so, so they went in to make sure that they embalmed the body properly because it was done in a hurry. So when she got there, she didn't see no guard. The stone was, was rolled away. And so she, she got to give a report. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure if she was CNN or, or MSNBC or, or Fox, but she got to give a report, right? She gave a report. And, and watch verse 1 and 2 says this. Now, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark. Now, that's devotion, y'all. That's commitment. See, see, woo, can I preach right here? When you know what Jesus had done for you, it don't matter what everybody else has done. You're going to be devoted and committed because you know what he saved you from. Amen. Look at Mary. That's the same woman that Jesus took demons out of her. Now, listen, she, she didn't care if it was early or not early, but she got to go to her Savior. Because that's the earliest she can because Sabbath is from sunup to sundown. So, so by the time sundown, it's already dark. So then early Sunday morning, she got up and she and the women, they go going to take care of their Lord. Right? So you can, somebody can say, well, they still believe that Jesus will be there. Well, you can blame them. You and I probably would have had the same belief too. But, but watch, she didn't stop there. I, I, I love my, my exegetical approach. I love the verbs. They said, so she went to the tomb early while it was still dark. dark. And what, what, watch it. She saw... At a glance, she saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Watch what she did next. She ran and came to Simon. See, some people said Mary Magdalene was the first evangelist. Because see, the whole thing about the gospel is this. What you saw, you better go tell somebody. See, see, when you've seen what Jesus has done in your life, you can keep your mouth shut. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, 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 sir, no, ma'am. See, see, I don't care how bougie you've become. 
I don't care how classy you become. I mean, look, my wife said I'm bougie. Yeah, I know I'm bougie, but, but I don't care how bougie you are, but I, all I know is this. I know I was deep in sin. I know that this mouth used to be filthy. I know that I used to sin left and right. But one day I met a man named Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. One day, woo, I met a man named Jesus. And he changed my life. I no longer cuss. I no longer steal. I no longer cheat. I no longer lie. All I know that that man changed my life. So therefore, I'm dedicated to tell everybody about this man. Amen. See, see, some of y'all, Jesus changed your life. Or you've seen what he can do, but you remain quiet. Not Mary. Mary ran and told Peter and John, I don't know why exactly Peter and John, but she went and told Peter and John, and John, John is very humble, y'all. John described himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He's the author, he gets to do whatever he wants to do, but Mary went, saw the tomb was empty, she ran back and told Peter and John that my Savior our Lord has been taken away. I don't know where they put his body. See, that's her report. But the story doesn't stop there. So, 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 so now we move from Mary's report to John and Peter's reaction. Every report requires a reaction. You're with me? Every, look, 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 look. Y'all know how it is. When somebody told you what somebody said about you, <laughs> you got a reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care how old you are. Somebody says, look, my, my kids be fighting because one said something about the other one that wasn't true. I mean, in other words, if one reported something, the other one's going to have a reaction. And, and most of us have to be careful with our reaction. Watch Peter and John's reaction. Verse 4 and 5. Uh, verse 3, 4 and 5. Peter, therefore, went out. You guys know Peter, 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 Peter just act on his instinct. All right? So they went out, and the other disciple, the other disciple there referred to John. So Peter and John went out, and they were going to the tomb. So they both watched what they did. They ran. See, when it comes to the things of God, we can't be like a gagging. When you know that you know that you know that you know, you better run to the cross. So, so, so they ran together. I don't know why John had to put this in there. He outran Peter. There's still some, there's still some John, John in church. I sing better than you. There's still some of those in church. You know, I look better than you. <laughs> you know, there's still some John in church. You know, uh, um, I have more money than you. There's still some of those. I don't know why, but scholars here said John more than likely was younger, much younger than Peter. But John is the author. He gets to insert himself however he wants. But John said he outran Peter. Watch what happened. Um, he outran Peter and came to the tomb first. But, but see, the Spirit of God would not let John change the story because John said this. He is stooping down and looking and saw. He didn't go in. He, he didn't go in. And, 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 and saw the clothes lying there. Yet, it did not go in. Y'all got your Bible open? 
I'm not making this up. Then Simon Peter came following him and Peter went straight to the tomb. Peter went inside. And sometimes where you are on your faith, you can't be on the edge. It's either you are all in or all out. Woo, can I preach right here? You can't start putting your hand to the plow and take it off and decide to get off. See, see, Peter had denied Jesus three times. You guys see during the trial how Peter denied Jesus? And so Peter, no, they heard. See, they heard what Jesus said. But see, now Peter went in. Peter went in and into the tomb. When Peter got there, watch what Peter did. The reaction is they ran. Mary got, a, Mary got the report. Peter and John react. Now, when they got there, they have to do a research. Peter and John are doing some research now. They're doing some NCSI investigation. They, they, they have a little, you know, now they're, they're looking, they're looking, and then those details are going to give us some clues as to what happened. Watch what happened in, in, in verses 5 through 8. Um, and he stooped down, looking and saw the linen clothes lying there, and did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him. If you have your, if you have, if you have your Bible, if it's electronic, I want you to do a highlight in verse 5, the, the, the verb saw, S-A-W, the past tense of verse C, to see, right? And in verse 6, watch, then Simon Peter came following him, went into the tomb, and he, he what? Saw, saw, watch, the verb, the verb, highlight this, right? And saw the linen cloth lying there and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not um, lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place all by itself. The other disciple who came to the tomb first went in and he also saw. Um, those three verbs... Even though in the English it's the same word, but in the Greek it's three different words that are used there. The first one simply means to take a glance, to just look. In verse 5. In verse 6, it means to observe, to look carefully. And the last one is to means to perceive with to perceive with intelligent comprehension. See, what happened is this, it went from like hmm, hmm. To you see progression when it comes to you investigating the claim of Christ or, or to what the Bible said, you have to go a little deeper. You cannot be on the fringe and make a decision. You you have to get in in order for you to make a decision. So so they. And then they see, and they report. See, it's important that you understand, because for a lot of people, they need to see to believe. But the Bible tells us, even in the book of John, the Bible says that it's even a blessing for those who, that, who do not see and yet believe. 
See, you and I cannot prove that the tomb is empty, was empty. What we rely on is scripture. Scripture is what we rely on. You, you know how people have the debate whether or not Tupac is dead or alive? You, you see, you're young, you don't know about this, right? right? Uh, um, or it's somewhere, and, and, and it used to be in Dubai, but now I don't know where is that anymore because people go to Dubai. Even Haitians go to Dubai all the time now, right? So, so he used to be in Dubai. I don't know where is that now, but, but supposedly, huh? It's in Cuba. Well, but Cuba's open now too, so. Um, so but but, but the, the thing is this. A lot of times when we cannot explain certain things, we have to kind of give a makeup to it. But see here, they're not giving no makeup. They're just reporting exactly what it is. Watch up on their research. John now has a response. And John is speaking for himself. John says, I believed. This belief here, John responds, upon examining, upon researching, John believes. John believed, it's not that he did not believe in, it's not, it's not, it's not like he now, he now believes in Christ. He now believes in the resurrection. See, scripture already said, and verse 9 tells us this, verse 9 says this, for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. See, the last part of verse 8 says, he believes, and I did my work. He was persuaded now. He had confidence that Jesus was risen. The tomb is empty. Jesus is risen. John said he believed, and the boys went home. Well, Pastor Perry, you painted a good story. You retell us the story with joy and excitement, and it was very quick, but I know you got something under your sleeves. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. So then, the question is, what does this best news ever means for us? What does this best news ever means for us? Well, I got three things, and I'll take my seat. Um, I, I'm not trying to be dipped this morning. First thing it means for us is that because the tomb is empty, it's the best news ever, our sins can be forgiven. Our sins can be forgiven. Um, if you're a Muslim, you got to do something for your sin to be forgiven. Even if you're an atheist, you have to be a good person. If you do something wrong, you have to do something good to kind of counter it. But for us Christian, because our Lord is no longer in the empty tomb, we can confess our sins, knowing that the blood that is shed on Calvary wash away our sins. See, 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 that may not mean much to you, but, but see, the thing is this. There are some of you, who are, whether you're watching or whether you are here, there's something that you've done that's heavy on your heart, and you cannot, you, you cannot let it go, and this thing seems to have a hold of you. But I'm here to tell you, no matter what you have done, no matter what you have said, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how doom and gloom it may look, if you bring it to the cross, it can and will be forgiven. 
That's the power of the empty tomb because all the other religious, I, 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 I bet everything that I, I bet my life on it. Can you prove to me that your other religion leaders, can you prove to me their tomb is empty? If their tomb is empty, they can forgive me. I, I worship them if their tomb is empty. If their tomb is empty, because Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 that our faith would be based on a lie if Jesus had not raised from the dead. Because Jesus is risen, has risen from the dead, our sins can be forgiven. Woo! The, 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 the world always had a sin problem. This sin problem, when I saw the sermon, I told you about the, the Garden of Eden. I told you about Adam and Eve. They disappointed God because they wanted to be God themselves. The world into which Jesus has come less than, uh, uh, um, he lived in for less than 34 years was no different than the world that we are in today. There's a sin problem. And that sin, people were looking for forgiveness of their sins. And this death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, proves that he can forgive our sins. Why? Because Jesus required blood sacrifice. And Jesus, um, Jesus is the perfect blood sacrifice to the Father's requirement. And God, by resurrected Jesus, God showed that he was satisfied with Jesus' uh, uh, um, sacrifice. Our sins can be forgiven. You no longer have to carry it. Uh, I understand you when your sin is forgiven. Picture this. Picture your phone bills. Picture your phone bills that are supposed to be on auto pay on your account. Into your bank account. And you go check month after month. The, the, the company doesn't take any money from you. They don't take no money from you because somebody that you don't know pay for your phone bill for your lifetime. That gets your, that gets your attention, ain't it? Picture all your bills, your mortgage, your car notes, all those debts. Every month, I know y'all young people, you don't do like paper bills. I, you know, I was going to give you the paper bill illustration, but y'all don't do this. But every month, every month, your account, instead of losing money, getting more money. Because none of your bills are coming out of your account. Somebody pay for it. Well, there's a good old, there's a good old song that says, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sins I've left for crimson sins. But Jesus washed. Jesus paid it all, y'all. Because he paid it all. He paid for our sins. Our sins can be forgiven. Well, 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 well if it's just our forgiveness of our sins, it, it's the, that may not be enough for some of y'all, but, but, but watch this, watch this. This best news ever also give us power for our struggles. See, you're going to struggle in this life. Some of you are struggling right now. You're going to struggle. And, 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 and part of it is this, and one of my least favorite phrases, but, but you are a work in progress. You go into the process, and, and, and you are processing. You, you, you are being shaped and, and, and reshaped. But, but see, the, the, the thing is, the, the good news is this. You don't have to do it by yourself or go through it by yourself because Jesus has given you enough power for your struggles. And, and, and in other words, 
In other words, if the cross is a symbol of weakness, the tomb, the empty tomb, is a symbol of power. Let me say this again. At the cross, people laugh at Jesus. At the cross, they said, can he raise himself again? At the cross, they beat him up. At the cross, they killed him. But the empty tomb shows that he got power over everything. The empty tomb said he got power over everything. So if you're looking for power, look to the empty tomb. The empty tomb gives you power. It proclaims that our living Christ, who is our big brother, our living Christ, our Savior, was our, our big brother. He has victory over death. You guys do know that the, 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 the wedges of sin is death. In other words, whenever you sin, your paycheck is death. But praise be to God, Jesus took that paycheck where it says, where it says the amount of money you're supposed to get, it says death. But Jesus says, I'm giving them life. Y'all know your electronic paycheck, you know, it says void on it. It says void because that's not the, because the money already goes to your account. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. I am taking that void and give you life, life, life in Christ Jesus. So when you are struggling in this life, when you are, when you feel that you carry a cross that's too, too heavy, praise be to God that you are not carrying it by yourself. When you feel that the temptation is greater than you, get in the word of God knowing that he gave you enough for the struggle. When you feel that you can't take it no more, just so you know that Jesus says, hang on a little longer because I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hang on because Jesus is with you. Oh, if you're struggling, my brother, my sister, you may be depressed, I understand, and go get help in mental health professionals, but just so you know, while you're getting help, keep reading your Bible, keep singing hallelujah, thank you Jesus, keep praising God, keep praying, because he will never leave you nor forsake you. You're not, yourself, you're not by yourself, and that's the beauty of the empty tomb. The empty tomb means that Jesus now has power. He can be everywhere at all times. You tell me about your Buddha, your Mohammed, your Confucius. They ain't nowhere. They ain't got no power. But my Jesus, he got power. Because he got power, I got power. Um, you guys don't know how electricity works. You, all you know, your parents pay the bills. All you know, so those of you now who are on your own, you pay the bills. Um, electricity... Every station, everywhere, every block, you see those big old transformers. They call them transformers. You see those big old round thing that that's holding, that, 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 that regulates the power. For each section, the, 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 the transformer um, knows how much watts that's needed for each place. So then, so then based on there, they took something from the transformer who has received the power from the plant. That's why you see the wires running all the way high. Those wires, those wires are no joke. But the transformer now takes the power from the wire and regular, and, and, and then not only from the transformer, and then now when you get to your house, there's a meter. The meter at your house regulates exactly how much power your house needs. See, see, that's why you can't have power if FPNL doesn't give you an account and set up a meter so they would know exactly how much your house needs. 
They give you exactly what you need. Can I tell you something? If FPNL can regulate power to make sure that your house receives exactly the amount of power, like we look at this building, we see lights, we, we, see, we see plugs and stuff like that, but we don't know how much wires are running through the roof, through the uh, um, walls, but all those wires are connected to bring power that's from the transformer, that's connected to the meter, to bring it to the church. All of that is for exactly for the church to have the exact amount of power so Pastor Barry can have the right amount of light so then when I'm preaching, y'all can see my beautiful face. Amen. Hallelujah. But, 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 but see, but see, if God, if FBNL can do all that with the electrician, how much more God can regulate that he knows that, yes, you will go to struggle. John 10, 10 tells us that. You will go to struggle, but when you go to struggle, there is enough power in God that you can just connect to and plug into that will give you enough energy, enough force and resources for you to go to that struggle. See, we are not plugging in. That's why we don't realize that we have enough power that's been given to us for our struggle. But I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Not only you, you, your, your sins are forgiven due to the empty tomb, best news ever, not only that you have power for your struggle, but lastly, there's peace for your troubles. Peace for your troubles. Trouble's going to come, y'all. I, I mean, some of us now, we are thinking about our parents' finality. Right? Uh, um, we are thinking about our parents' finality. We are thinking about, you, you, you know, now you, you, you have like your knees hurt now. You, you know, we, we, we are feeling it. You, you know, I, I said this all the time. When I was younger, I can stay up all night. All night long. I can stay up all night and go the next day go to work. But now I'm getting a little older. I, I, need, I need five hours. Amen. Amen. But, but the, the thing is this. As you think about troubles of life. Those of us who have children, those of us who have jobs, those of us who have parents, those of us who have siblings, responsibilities, there's enough trouble every day. When you look at the world, people are killing for no reason. Troubles are everywhere. Whether it be from the government, from the hood, to the suburban. People can no longer take the train anymore you know people there's troubles everywhere troubles are everywhere but good news god says jesus says i have come so that they have they may have peace and this peace that we have as we said and and, and when we're preaching in philippians it surpasses all understanding see see right now some of your hearts are troubled because you don't know the power of the, of the resurrected Christ. Some of you have troubles in your relationship because you don't put Christ into the relationship. Some of you have, power, have troubles in your school is because you don't apply Jesus into your school. Some of you have troubles in your finance is because you don't apply Jesus into your finance. Some of you have troubles into uh, um, whatever it is in your life is because you don't put Jesus into it. If you put Jesus into it, there, there's no peace that can come from it. You're trying to do it on your own. You're trying to be philosophical on your own. What I got you? You're trying to fix things on your own. More troubles. More troubles. Troubles after troubles. You know, the world seems to have more troubles. When I was a kid, I don't really recall 
all this nonsense. Every day something happens. There's enough trouble. But, but see, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in me. That's what Jesus says. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in me. See, if you believe in Christ, if you believe in the good news, the best news ever, there's no trouble for you. See, the reason why you and I have troubles is either we have not accepted the best news from the empty tomb or we have not applied that in our lives. I'm done. I am done. Here's my question for you. How will you respond to this news today? What is your response to this best news ever? Best news ever came from an empty tomb. Not CNN, not Fox News, not MSNBC, not Washington Post, not New York Post, not Sun Sentinel, not Miami Herald, not Google News. Best news ever came from an empty tomb. And this best news covers what you and I need. Forgiveness for our sins, power for the struggle, and peace for our troubles. Let me say that again. The best news ever covers forgiveness for our sins, power for our struggles, and peace for our troubles. If you got sins, it can be forgiven right now. If you got struggles, there's power right now. If you got troubles, there's peace right now. Let me say it again. Let, 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 pause, rewind, and play. If you got sins, there's forgiveness right now. If you got struggles, there's power right now. If you got troubles, there's peace right now. All of that is because the tomb is empty. Every eye closed, every head bow. Every eye closed, every head bow. Say, Pastor Perry, I got sins. I got sins. If I got sins, I need forgiveness from the, power, from, from the empty tomb. Just raise your hand wherever you are. I don't need to know what your sins are. I want to pray for you. I got sins. I want my sins to be forgiven. Uh, so, some of you say I got sins. Praise God. Okay, I see you. I see you. Other of you said, I got struggles. I'm struggling. It's worth out here. It's no joke. The struggle is real. Isn't that what y'all young people said? The struggle is real. I got struggle. I need power for the struggle. I see you. I see you. And some of you said, I got troubles. Some of you, you haven't experienced a good night of sleep in a long, long time. I got lots of trouble. I got good news for you. The empty tomb has provided peace for your troubles. If you had raised your hand for any of this, would you please stand on your feet? I want to pray for you. Just stand on your feet. If you had raised your hand for any of those, just stand on your feet. 
So I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the forgiveness of your sins. I want to pray for the power for the struggle that you're going through. I want to pray for the peace that you need for your troubles. Now, 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 I, 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 I got to ask this. Is there anybody here that says, this empty tomb you're talking about, I don't know this Jesus. I want to know this Jesus. I want to give this Jesus my life for the very first time. Is there somebody here that says, I want to give Jesus my life for the very first time? Is anybody, everybody here saved? Praise God, praise God, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the fact that the empty tomb provides us what we need for today. Forgiveness of our sin because Jesus is no longer at the, empty, at the tomb. So Lord, the sins of your children, the Bible says if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, Pastor Perry cannot forgive someone's sin. But the finished work of Jesus on the cross is able to forgive someone's sin. So Lord, people who say they got sin, they do a trade this morning. They give you their sins. They take your finished work on the cross and the empty tomb for the forgiveness of their sins. Would you forgive their sins and enable them to know that they know that they know that their sins have been forgiven, that the devil cannot use their sins against them. Lord, when the devil come to say, this is what they've done, said, yeah, Jesus took it. Jesus took that sins. That ugly, ugly, ugly sin, Jesus took it too. Because they give it to you right now. For those of us who are struggling, struggling with temptation, struggling with addiction, struggling with our mental health, struggling with our unbeliefs, struggling with our skepticism, struggling to get through day to day. We bring that struggle to you, Lord. Nothing is too big for you. Jesus knows about our struggle. Jesus knows what you are going through right now. You are tempted, he was tempted. You are weak, he was weak. But praise be to God, when you are weak, you'll be made strong in Christ Jesus because the tomb is empty. So Lord, would you strengthen them in the weakness? Because you are strong. Give them the power. Lord, may, 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 may they be overflow with power. That they would go from victory to victory in their struggle. Oh, Father, it doesn't stop there. There are some of us who got troubles. Mental troubles, emotional troubles, financial troubles. 
familiar troubles, familiar troubles, relational troubles, educational troubles. Father, we bring all the troubles to you. Give us your peace. And we know you can give peace because you're no longer at the tomb. You're alive and well. So would you bless your children today? Bless them, Father. Bless them, O Lord. Give them that peace. Give them that power and that forgiveness. Not because of anything we've done, but because of Jesus, what he did. And because he's no longer at the tomb. And we claim and receive our forgiveness. We claim and receive our power. We claim and receive our peace. Because our God is alive. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. Come and say amen one more time. Would you put your hands together and bless God?